And on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys, we are going to expose climate change for the hoax that it is like literally you've never heard a show do before. We're going to show you what's going on with Elon Musk buying Twitter and how everything you see in the media lately has been an utter lie. And we have great, great coverage of what's going on in the governor races. Special guest joining us, Bill Spady, a top morning show host in New Jersey. All that and more. Guys, huge episode of the show. We have had three amazing days in a row of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Our three... Our three best days in a row, a huge run. Let's make it four in a row. Let's make this the greatest week of this show ever. So how do you do that, guys? Very simple. Need you to help me. Need you to rumble this video, guys. Plus sign on the browser, thumbs up on the mobile app, take the stream, share it on your social media. Great show by all the LFA hosts. Go rumble their videos as well. We are taking over and let's go. Crispy are coming to you live on this Thursday, October 27th. Joined in studio by the one and only producer, Frankie. Frankie, how you doing, sir? Hello, hello. Good to be here. All right, all right. Guys, listen, this is an exciting episode. Frankie and I were putting the show together, and we were like, this might be one of the most interesting shows that we've ever done for you. No outlet ever. Is going to be good. No show ever. We'll break down and expose the hoax that is climate change like you've ever heard before. This is big stuff, guys. You wait for it. So we're going to start off here. We're going to do Kamala Harris, okay? Kamala Harris, this is when they were the quote-unquote president and vice president-elect, allegedly, which they're not, right? Illegitimate. Remember the office of the president-elect? By the way, which was never a real thing. They literally created that because they were perpetuating the stolen election and they were propagandizing like the transition and pushing yeah. it down. They the made a whole logo. Yeah, a whole logo. It's like, where the hell did that logo come from? It's not even real. Um, but guys, a little throwback to the illegitimate office of the president-elect, and this was Kamala Harris talking about climate change. Frankie, roll it. ...is not a partisan issue, and it is not a hoax. It is an existential threat to all of us, particularly poor <laughs> communities and communities of color. Ah, there you go. Of course, what a coincidence that all the existential threats in the Democrat Party are the root cause of a problem for the poor communities and the communities of color. It's almost as if they manipulated a crisis and continue to intentionally perpetuate said fake crisis in order to seize control, manipulate, have political power, seize political power, grow their political power, right? No, maybe I'm just lying. Maybe I'm just, you know, Mike Crispy, the crazy talk show host. No, guys, listen, this is what nobody will show you. Republicans, Democrats, you name it, the unit party members that take money from guys like Bill Gates. You know, it's amazing because uh, yesterday a friend of mine sent me a list of all the Republicans that take money from Bill Gates. And there's a lot of them. OK, Frankie, throw us on the screen while we're on it. Uh, Marco Rubio takes money from Bill Gates, right? All of the impeachment reps take money from Bill Gates, Jimmy Herrera Butler, um, you know, all these people. There's like a list of like 10, 15 senators and like 20, 30 U.S. members of Congress on the Republican side who are taking money from Bill Gates. So, of course, they are incentivized to perpetuate the climate nonsense. And of course, Bill Gates, the king of the World Economic Forum, he is at the forefront of climate lately, really like we've never seen before, especially now as the illegitimate regime comes into power. This guy has expanded his climate change investments and operations like We've never seen. So you saw that headline there of what he is doing, and you see this continued, uh, uh, you know, proliferation of the climate change. Oh, it's going to stop the country. It's going to end the world. It's going to melt the polarized caps. All these things, right? And it is used as the front, as the virtue signaling distraction to when real people are suffering real consequences. So much so that the people who blew up the Nord Stream two pipeline are the same people who say that climate change is a problem. Because that's a fact. They blew up the pipeline. The media cycle has moved on from that. But they blew up a pipeline, which obviously is not good for the environment. And they are going to freeze out their own citizens. And they're going to say, oh, this is a great opportunity for us not to have to rely on oil and fossil fuels anymore. 
Oh, what a coincidence, green renewable energy. If you don't believe me that that conversation is happening all around the world, I'm now going to take you to Canada. This was an argument in their, par what is it, Parliament, Frankie? What do they call it in Canada? But this is an argument in Parliament. And listen to uh, a member of the Parliament talk about what's going on with energy prices. And then listen to the member of the Trudeau administration talk about, well, guys, it's okay. I mean, we got to put up with it because climate change. Roll the clip, Frankie. Mr. Speaker, Canadians are about to get hit with an almost 100% increase in their home heating and electricity bills just this winter. Banning and cancelling good energy products projects in Canada by this Liberal government has led to Canadians paying more for heating their homes, filling up their gas and buying groceries. Canadians are already, already suffering from Liberal-made inflation, rising rents and the carbon tax which they plan on tripling. Will the Liberal government end their plans to triple, triple, triple the carbon tax or do they want to leave Canadians in the dark and in the cold? Yeah. I love how they get up and cheer. Now listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Ten prime ministers ago in 1970, a program was created to help Canadians face the impacts of natural catastrophe in, in this country. $8.5 billion have been paid since 1970, but a third, a third of that was paid in the last six years, Mr. Speaker. The cost of natural catastrophe is increasing in Canada. Go and talk to people in Atlantic Canada. If they don't care about the finances, then maybe they'll care about human suffering, Mr. Speaker, and loss of life due to climate change. They have nothing to say about that. Oh, it's because of climate change, the natural catastrophes. Do you see how he virtue signaling spun that? And why is it always that these liberal world order puppets look like the people that would be puppets, right? It's like the guy's collar's all jacked up, right? He's speaking with the with the with the feminine voice. So true. It's always the betas like that that get up there. It's called junk science. They push it. It's fake. It's phony. Oh well. Oh, people. You know, we we're it's the results of climate change. How can you be upset about the heating and, and gas prices? Says the guy from the Trudeau administration, when climate change is literally killing people, they are going to die, right? We've seen this script before. We always see this script. And guys, something that's on the rise lately has been the eco-terrorists right now. They want you to believe that this is a legitimate cause, not globalists paying people like this down the pike to rile them up and get them to go protest. But it's amazing that the same people who uh, are in bed with the liberal world order people, right, the Black Rocks of the world, etc., are the same people that allegedly get protested against. Guys, it's one big stage. You're watching it unfold, and it's all performance art. Frankie, roll this protest at Black Rock Kickers. It is such corny, fake bullshit that obviously nobody just organically said we're gonna get pitchforks and rocks <laughs> you're gonna put the volume on stop funding climate death they're pouring rocks on the escalator they got masks on of course and they said your investments are killing us they're killing the planet they're telling you guys it really is amazing oh stop climate deaths yeah blackrock what are you doing Guys, it is a joke because BlackRock is in cahoots with the globalists, okay? And the globalists push the climate agenda. It is a classic PSYOP operation. Oh, we're fighting back against these big bad banks. The same poop people who are literally funding the people that are saying that we need to fund climate change. They are poo-poo. What? They're poo-poo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is, guys, it is absurd, okay? It is absurd. But when they tell you that they want to stop climate change, just know that it is the biggest lie ever told in the history of the world. If they wanted to have, again, these are this is the DC Uniparty. If they wanted to have bullet trains and they didn't want to have fossil fuels and people driving, we would have had bullet trains. It makes a lot of sense for the USA. Why don't we have bullet trains? Oh, because the oil industry. Oh, and with speaking of cars, I mean, they want cars, they want highways because people consume a lot of fuel when they drive across the country, and that's good for the oil companies, which the politicians on both sides are beholden to. And it's funny because the Democrats go, oh, here beholden to big oil, like Fetterman yesterday. Remember Fetterman? Oh, you know, Dr. Oz never swiped right on a, he never met an oil company, he didn't swipe right on. But guys, here's the true facts, okay? If the Democrats cared about climate change, if the uniparty DC institutions cared about stopping climate change and fossil fuels and instead didn't make them to be this fake boogeyman that they also were really on the take with. That's how much of a ruse it is. It's like they're, they're everyone, they're acting like they're fighting each other, but then they go in the back room and they cut deals and they use this thing to the public. Oh no, this is really bad, right? We're fighting these people, the same people who, when the, when it goes cut and the director yells cut, they go back in the room together. They have dinner, they laugh. 
because they laugh because they know that they're whipping up the masses to, you know, do climate protests. So, guys, here's the proof here. Now, producer Frankie's excited for this segment because way back when we had a water-powered car that was coming onto the market, and there was reports of this, and I'm just going to roll this for you guys. If you don't remember a guy named Stan Myers, if you're too young to know, we're going to roll you this footage, and then we're going to connect the dots here. Frankie, roll the clip. Dream becoming a reality. A local inventor has discovered a way, hear this, to use water to run your car. It's a major breakthrough that will no doubt make motorists happy, and as Ralph Robinson explains, the Pentagon is also showing lots of interest in this project. They are. Water has always been considered a precious commodity, but Stan Meyer's invention may make it even more valuable. He has developed what's called a water fuel cell. It has taken the place of his old gas tank. The water fuel cell breaks down water molecules into oxygen and hydrogen. The hydrogen is used to run his dune buggy. And I don't care if you use rainwater, well water, city water, ocean water. If you don't have any fresh water, go ahead and use snow. If you don't have any snow available to you, they use salt water because there's no adverse effect to the fuel cell. Myers started working on this project four years ago. He's not a scientist. He isn't even a chemist. In fact, he never graduated from college. Myers was determined, he says, to design something to protect this country from oil embargoes. And we have calculated that if we take the dune buggy from Los Angeles to New York, we would roughly use 22 gallons of water. Oh, wow. Wow. If they cared about climate change, you think they would re-earth that so what thing happened, right so what there? there? So what happened, guys? So, okay. So a guy comes onto the scene years ago, years ago, has the solution. No more fossil fuels, right? If these stupid brain dead protesters cared, they'd be, they, if they were had half a brain, they'd be protesting to say, we want Stan Meyer's water car in circulation Period, right? No electric vehicles that really cause climate to go up because how are the electric batteries made? Oh, they're made from fossil fuels, right? Obviously. Oh, and they're made in China. Obviously. Oh, what are, you know, oh, that's gas-powered cars now. Oh, no, we're going to fight against that too. Guys, if the climate protesters are half the brain, they would be protesting for that. But they're not, obviously, because it's fake and disingenuous. Now, we're going to tell you what happened to Stan Myers. This is the second news clip, Frankie. Um, you got this next one. So what app, So he has the water-powered car. Totally can solve climate change forever, now, literally, and, right? Uh, I believe they mentioned the FBI was interested. Ma- uh, Pentagon. Pentagon uh, make everybody much more rich because now energy prices would literally go to nothing because it's water. You heard the guy, snowball, salt water, you name it. Now, Frankie, roll this clip. Invented an engine that can run on water, says he's been offered a billion dollars in cash by oil producing countries to sell his patent. So far, he hasn't sold. Environmental specialist Jan Porter talked to the inventor, who thinks that the U.S. auto industry could produce cars that run on water now. Okay, interesting. He, Frankie, a billion dollars, a billion dollars back then. What was this in the 60s? Yeah. A billion dollars back then. Like what is it like? Six? What is it like? Ten, six, ten billion dollars now? So he, this guy was offered billion dollars to sell it to the oil companies. Why? So they could squash it, right? So they could squash. They would say, "Listen, we, you know, we don't want to kill you, hundred percent, but we will take the patent. We will squash it. So everything that makes the world go around, oil, right? Everything's running oil. That's why we invade countries. That's why we go to war, right? It's all over oil, military-industrial complex, getting rich, right? It's all one big scheme. Well, they were probably saying, you know, oh, we'll we'll actually sell this immediately, and you'll get like ten bucks a car that's sold. But they obviously were just going to never. And it, and it seems like Stan Meyer was very passionate about the cause, right? I right. think he felt like he was onto something that would save the planet, change the world forever, turn energy costs into zero. Anybody could drive. We wouldn't be relying on foreign governments. We wouldn't have to go to war to take the oil and do these things. Military industrial complex would drop to zero, right? Because we wouldn't have to do that anymore. All oh, the big banks wouldn't be able to do their oil uh, commodities trading. Nope, nope. All that gone, guys. A perfect world, the utopia where our where our gas for cars is replaced with water, any kind of water. Wow. So what happened to Stan Meyer, Frankie? Well, uh, he died. He died. He actually was uh, at a... Put this on... First, yeah, let's put the politifact on screen here, Frankie. He died. Now, now they say in politifact that Stan Myers wasn't killed by the Pentagon. But Frankie, what happened to him? Well, uh, he was out to he was out to lunch with his brother and two investors, Swedish investors, I believe. Okay, and they cheers they cheered to like you know their future and the company, and then he felt immediately sick and ran outside, and he threw up, 
and then died and supposedly told his brother, like, they poisoned me. And then, fast forward, if you see the PolitiFact, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, the investigation uh, stated that there was just there was just no foul play. And what was the cause of death? What did they say it was? They said that it was a, uh, it was a, hold on, hold on. What was it? I think it was like some type of, yeah. An aneurysm, I believe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the guy, the guy was out with the Swedish investors having lunch at a Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. And yes, literally North Korea style, right? Because you know, like Kim Jong-un killed his brother with the nerve, with that nerve agent thing, right? Where they like put the thing in his, his face, in his face yep. and then he died. So this guy, so, you know, so that's a regime, right? A dictator regime killing somebody he didn't want. He wanted out of the picture. And this guy drank some cranberry juice, immediately started to get sick. And he died as he was meeting with foreign investors and they were talking about, I guess, changing the world. And these foreign investors in Europe were going to, I guess, you know, work with him and do all this water powered car stuff. Yeah. My favorite right gone. my favorite right there is that they literally say in there that, you know, uh, the statement had helped fuel suspicion that the government had something to do with his death. In an email to PolitiFact, a Pentagon spokesperson said the agency doesn't have any info. <laughs> so they just say it's false because oh, they have no info. The Pentagon said, so guys, the government would never lie to you. Listen, if the establishment cared about climate change, immediately they would bring that back. And everybody out there, shame on any uh, any liberal out there who believes the climate change ruse and believes it, even though if they had half a brain, they can look this stuff up and they can see how disingenuous it is because nobody on the left talks about that. Why? Because, guys, this is the uniparty and anybody who buys into it is not just a dumb pawn, but a massive, stupid pawn. I don't even, like, like literally no respect for people who can't look something like that up and realize that it's all a ruse. It is a money laundering operation. Guys, boom! Climate change, confirm, certifiable hoax. Producer Frankie, Mike Crispy, literally just burst the bubble. And hopefully everybody in the world can see this in the country. And they could know when they go to the ballot box that any candidate who says that is an utter liar. But speaking of lies, we haven't even gotten started exposing those. we got a huge show for you guys. Do not go anywhere in this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Well, there you go, Frankie. Good to get it Fra out there. Guys, Frankie loves these conspiracy theories. And they're not conspiracy theories. They're real, okay? Yeah. The CIA actually created the term conspiracy theory. After they, FBI, uh, yeah, after uh, yeah. JFK was Because called. they wanted to, they wanted to, and this is what they do, and, and this is what they do with the aliens. Also, they, they take things that are, like, true, and then they trivialize and say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. And they literally create that terminology and all that. So when people do say the truth, it is then dismissed as a lie, right? It's literally called a PSYOP, psychological operation. Oh, man, guys, but you guys are smart. You guys know this. Uh, hopefully, we're not suicided after this, uh, Frankie, you know, but that's all right. We won't be because um, we're saying it. So if you say it, it won't happen. So, guys, listen, and you guys all heard it here that we would never kill ourselves, Mike Crispy or producer Frankie. So, guys, listen, we are so appreciative for the momentum that we are rolling on right now in this show. This show is taking off and going to new heights. Like I said, we've had three incredible days in a row of this show Thank you, guys. We love you so much. Let's make it four in a row. So how do you do it, guys? Very simple. I need you guys to rumble this video. I need you guys. It's the plus sign on the browser. It is the thumbs up on the mobile app. You literally rumble this video, and that shows user engagement, right? And it gets us to the top of the leaderboard. It gets us more sponsors. It gets us more visibility, and it helps this show grow. Additionally, if you like what you're hearing, take this stream, pop it into your social medias, and tag me, Mike Crispy on Getter, at Crispy on Truth Social, Instagram, Mike Crispy NJ, and share this stream out on your social media. Encourage your followers to watch it. Also share it. Also like it. Tell them this is where they get real information. LFA TV. We're the only source left, guys. And it's all thanks to viewers like you. And it's thanks to our amazing sponsors. And the sponsor of today's show is EnviroCleanse, guys. If all home air purifiers are the same, well, then why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. God, you got to have clean air, guys. You got to have healthy lungs to fight these globes. 
globalists. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit EnviroCleanse.com and use code LFA for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. You'll also get a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's a $150 savings. That's EnviroCleanse.com, code LFA. EnviroCleanse.com, code LFA. Guys, go support the show. Go to EnviroCleanse.com right now. You supporting that sponsor, one, will help you live longer, right? Because you're going to have clean air, you're going to breathe, and it helps this show grow. Um, And in the next break, we're going to tell you about our election night coverage, which is going to be incredible. Stick around for that. We're going to talk more about that in the next break, Frankie. Um, But guys, appreciate you. Rumble this video. Share the stream. Let's go. We are just busting down the globalists today. We're destroying the narrative. Okay? I love Love it. it. I think we should start off the block with with the election coverage. I think they do. I love it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's do it. We are on in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Thursday, October 27th with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, before we roll back into it, we have a very special announcement for you guys. Election night, okay? Election night. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be watching the fake news? Are you going to be watching Fox News who calls Arizona early? They're not in on it. Yeah, of course they are. Are you going to be watching Newsmax who just canceled Laura Logan for having an opinion on the globalists? Are you going to be watching any of these other networks that are beholden to the big Dish Network, AT&T, all these big corporations? Are you going to watch them? Are you going to get information that might not be so legit? Or are you going to watch LFA TV's live coverage, which yours truly will be anchoring? We call it The Real Results 2022. Rumble.com slash LFA TV on election night. We're going to start at 7 p.m. and we're going to go through midnight giving you the real results. Okay? Live streaming on Rumble, beholden to nobody, the real results, the real story. You are not going to want to miss that. We're going to have guests and newsmakers and candidates from all over the country joining and Skyping in with us. You are not going to want to miss it. That is election night. Don't turn on the BS cable or any of those BS channels that are beholden to others. Go to rumble.com slash LFA TV and tune into the real results 2022 anchored by yours truly. This is historic, guys. And you know what else is, you know what else is historic? You know what else is historic, Frankie? The fact that Twitter is going to go from a cesspool of liberal echo chamber. It's going to change. It is going to change. Very excited And guys, about that. yesterday, listen, whether you like Elon Musk or don't like him, I like that Elon Musk has an agenda to take Twitter and I guess drain it down the, uh, take it down the drain or drain the Twitter, drain the Twitter swamp. I don't know. But guys, here's the footage. This is Elon Musk walking into Twitter headquarters yesterday. Here he is. Elon Musk has arrived. And he said, I just took over Twitter. Here I am. Let that sink in. And he's carrying a sink. What a weirdo. Frankie, any idea why he's carrying the sink? He probably just saw them pulling it off. He's like, you know, this would be funny. Yeah, I love it. I love it, guys. Whatever Elon Musk's agenda is, it is good right now because he is going to take Twitter and flip it on its head. And you know all those freaking beta male loser nerds who work at Twitter are reeling right now at the possibility of losing this godlike complex that they have, okay? Oh, I'm in control. I'm in power. I work for Twitter, right? All the bots that retweet me, yeah, that literally means nothing. But guys, Elon Musk is promising big change at Twitter. I love this the most. This is my favorite story of the week. And here it is. Twitter employees sent an open letter protesting Elon Musk for saying he's going to cut 75% of the workforce. So the backstory here is, guys, is that Elon Musk said he is going to cut 75% of the Twitter workforce when he takes over. So what did the employees do? Like self-entitled little liberal brats, they didn't try to like say, oh, I better justify my position. I better work harder. I better, you know, do good. Show my value. Yeah, show my value. You know what they did, guys? They signed a letter protesting it to Elon Musk. Oh, those losers are in for a rude awakening. That should they help. are about to be done. I look forward to them literally doing any other job where they have to use their hands and they are uncomfortable because they don't know manual labor. And all they've done is click keys on a Twitter board and block people like yours truly and people like you guys from posting the truth. 
Karma is coming around. I love it. And guys, this is why I have no sympathy for those people. I hope they go hungry. I hope they go homeless. I hope they become those homeless people on the streets sleeping on the hypodermic needles. All these Twitter nerds who have literally interfered in our elections by suppressing real stories. And you know why I get mad and have no sympathy for those people? Because their narrative, their rhetoric, what they push and what they suppress has led to the death of real people. That's why I feel no sympathy. That is why I feel no sympathy. And Frankie, throw this up on the screen here. Because like, how bad is Twitter, right? Oh, all those same people who are signing the open letter. You know what they're doing? Literally, this is how ironic it is. Up until a week ago, okay, now they're worried about their jobs. But up until a couple of days ago, they were worried about silencing the Florida Surgeon General who was posting about the vaccine for children. So they blocked him, then they reinstated him because of the backlash. Guys, this isn't just anybody. This is a black, or it was black. I thought that, so I guess all the Twitter people need to be fired and canceled because they're racist, right? Because they blocked the opinion of a black doctor. But they blocked him, even though he knows more than all those losers combined. And now they could spend time working on the open letter and less time censoring people like him who are literally just trying to save children's lives. But guys, even in the, in the midst of all this Twitter stuff, Twitter is an echo chamber that could even get conservatives. It can even get conservatives to buy in that the vaccine had some type of moral goodness in it, okay? And Ben Shapiro, right? I guess Ben Shapiro fell for it because Ben Shapiro used to be a supporter of the vaccine, okay? He was. But guys, even Ben Shapiro has come around. And guys, I guess ben, if I knew Ben, I don't know Ben, I would have said to him, hey, listen, buddy, um, this really isn't good. Look at the look at the company you're keeping here. It's very easy to figure out what's legit and what's not. Anybody who posts the Ukraine flag seems to be the same people who are pushing the vaccine. Seems to be the, seems to be the same people who are pushing the mask. Seems to be the same people who are pushing the race wars in George Floyd. Just kind of like you know the trends that develop. If those all seem to be the same people, then maybe just maybe everything they're saying is disingenuous and has an ulterior motive. It's the if it's the exact same people parroting and leading the charge in these things, right, Ben? <laughs> but guys, Ben Shapiro's come around. Listen to Ben Shapiro. I guess who's got vaccinated and all that. Admit that it was all a lie. Come on, Ben. Here you go, Frank. That we were lied to, and we were lied to, and we were lied to at a very high level from very very early on by both the. Vaccine companies, in terms of the ability of the vaccine to prevent transmission. <laughs> and we were also lied to by our politicians who apparently knew better. Those eyebrows. And they just kept lying. And this is creating, you want to know why there's mistrust in the institutions? It would be because of this kind of stuff. It's because you have experts who are constantly telling the platonic lie to people. And people who want to have faith in the experts, because you, you have to use heuristics when it comes to the world, right? You can't study down on every single... Oh, Ben, 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 buddy, pal. I could have told you this, man. I could have told you this on day one. Oh, my God. How could the experts have lied to us? Oh, my God. How could they have done that? They couldn't have lied about anything else, like us getting in, like, all the foreign conflicts, right? Like, mask wearing. Like, so many details they won't tell us about all sorts of things, even 9-11 trivial things where they don't want to tell us what's going on. Oh, Ben, how could the experts have lied to us? Wow, people had to study for their own and draw their own conclusions because the people who are the experts weren't being honest, Ben? Come on, man. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. Ben, you really thought that something that Joe Biden himself was pushing was legit? Come on, man. Oh, oh, Ben, I guess, is this legit? What do you think? What do you think, man? Huh, guys, oh my God, China's leading the charge. It's amazing that... <laughs> This is crazy. Just every single day, we just go further and further back. It's just a clown world. Oh, guys, are you afraid of needles? China, guys, China cares about people feeling comfortable. Just so you know that. Yeah. As they send people off to the gulags, right? If they have, you know, asymptomatic COVID, as they put the Muslims in concentration camps, right? As China does all that, they're worried about people feeling comfortable. <laughs> Chinese government wants to know that the people, guys, if you're afraid of a needle, the Chinese government has a solution because they care about people very much. They really do. A lot of sympathy out of Xi Jinping's regime, right? China has created an inhalable COVID vaccine. Frankie, I'm no doctor, okay? I, you know, but have we ever heard an inhalable vaccine? And this was written by, oh, who wrote it, Frankie? The AP wrote it, of course. A news aggregator controlled by the globalists. Beijing, the Chinese city of Shanghai started administering an inhalable COVID vaccine Wednesday in what appears to be, oh, guys, it's a world first, the most innovative. <laughs> I would trust most, a, a vape over yeah, that. Guys, the sure. most innovative, heartfelt country on the, on the planet, China, 
has developed an inhalable COVID vaccine. That's right up there with all the experts who are saying to get the vaccine, the, the shot, right, in the first place. What do you think is in that vaccine, Frankie? Think it's going to maybe be something to mess with people's lungs, I, right? I can't imagine a world where it doesn't. <laughs> it's inhalable. It's inhalable. Guys, what? I Listen, if anybody out there, please send me an email, okay? Info at mycrispy.com. If you have ever heard of an inhalable vaccine, okay? It doesn't exist. This is clown world, Frankie. And guys, people are going to believe this, right? Oh my God, China's doing good. They have an inhalable vaccine. So people who are afraid of needles can get it. And I can't wait for the day because it will come because this was a world first. What was the story? This is a couple days ago. Um, the inhalable vaccine is going this to- today. This <laughs> The inhalable vaccine is going to come to America, okay? It's going to come to America in a couple months, a couple weeks, right? It's going to be lauded as this first Fauci's going to be out there up front. That's going to be his last thing before he finally retires for the hundredth time, right? He sticks around longer than Michael Jordan, um, although they cannot be compared because Michael Jordan is the greatest and Fauci is the worst. But um, they're going to push this inhalable vaccine out there. Maybe they'll do it right before the midterms. Maybe the day before the midterms, Frankie, they're going to get up there. Hot take. Maybe in like 13 days, Biden's going to get up there right before elections. He goes, guys, you have to vote for Democrats. We are on the forefront. We beat Big Pharma, right? We have an inhalable vaccine. What a joke, guys. What a joke. We're taking the lead from China. Of course we are. Guys, China, I guess that's the latest thing. They're trying to weaken our population, make it weaker, make it unhealthier as they stoke conflict abroad. I said this the other day in the show. How is it that everything that China has influence in seems to go against the United States interests? What rogue country does China have a lot of influence in? Oh, North Korea. And what's happening right now in North Korea, they're starting to, you know, test the missiles, be provocative. Why is that going? Could it be that this country that we literally follow the lead on for everything and are owed all this debt to, could it be that China is instructing North Korea to start destabilizing conflict? Could it be that they want to weaken the United States of America right before we go into World War III in Ukraine? Oh, another place where we've exposed where China has influence. And could it be they are using Kim Jong-un, who is an ally to China, who used to be a growing ally to the United States with President Trump, right? Because they had a relationship built on mutual respect, which President Trump said, why would we want to start a conflict? Let's just be nice to the guy and he won't start shooting things at us, right? Maybe. Yeah, simple thing. No, but Trump was, guys, all the adults are back in charge, right? Because, guys, President Trump was actually, oh, he was childish in his approach. No, that wouldn't have worked. No, we have to put the nerdy, fat Indian virgins back in the White House because they know what's going on. They know about the threat. Yeah, okay, listen to this guy. Launches, but you know, you've also been warning of the, of this, the nuclear test, specifically on on the question of if North, the North Koreans uh, conduct that test uh, and what the what the consequences would be. Um, you know, is there something that you're actually able to say on that? Uh, 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 Simon, I'm of course not going to uh, read out specifically the various uh, tools in our tool belt that we have uh, to hold uh, the DPRK uh, accountable, but we have a number of uh, tools available. Uh, earlier this month, uh, I would say we sounds have tools like he's available talking across the, He, he uh, sounds like the guy from Canada. This Remember earlier? earlier this month, the guy who worked for saw, Trudeau. Um, uh, our colleagues at the Pentagon take part uh, in joint <laughs> military exercises with uh, both uh, bilaterally and trilaterally in response to some of these launches that we've seen. And so uh, also, I believe earlier this month, we designated uh, additional individuals and entities in response to- Yeah, that. okay. All right, buddy boy. Um, guys, is this is this fundamentally serious? Why is it that all of these regimes that are controlled by the globalist World Economic Forum, why is it that every single one of their underlings is a massive beta male, okay, with low testosterone and sounds like a woman? Why is it that's the case, Frankie? Why is it that's the case? It, okay? is, the, it is the case. Was there what? Listen, I'm not a scientist, but maybe there's some type of scientific correlation there. Okay, testosterone levels to selling out to the globalists. Maybe, maybe, right? Who knows? It really, it really is incredible. But guys, the same people there that are talking about North Korea, and, oh, we have things to stop them. You know, we're gonna do. Guys, that is orchestrated because those people are on the take by China. Okay, China has all this influence in the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum people are telling Joe Biden what to do. Okay, Joe Biden is on the take from China. And now we have all these things we can do to fight back against North Korea. Guys, that is a head fake. We want to just create absolute chaos. This is what they want to do. Create absolute chaos because World War III is going to start in Ukraine. Okay, we know that. That's coming. They blew up the pipeline, right? We're provoking Putin. 
and they want simultaneous conflict going on in North Korea, and they want our troops and our military to be distracted over there while they're taking over Taiwan, while they are strangling their grip on Hong Kong, while we have to send people out to Ukraine, and is going to weaken the country like we've never seen before and lead to the ushering in of what they call the liberal world order. Break it down, build it back up. And guys, same people there are the same people aligned because those people there that you see in the State Department and Pentagon, they'll all tell you that our greatest ally is this little guy named Zelensky. Okay, and this is how you know it's all theater, all puppetry, all a stage. Guys, we keep showing this in the show every now and again of Zelensky's former life when he was like a comedian actor. You're not willing to tell me, and I guess the entertainment industry is probably liberal in Ukraine, that they pluck Zelensky out. So we're going to redress you. We're going to put you in some some cameras and some green screens, and we're going to make you our, our prime minister, our puppet, right? That's exactly what's going on, guys. The same regime that expects you to say that they're adults and they're going to handle North Korea are the same ones telling you that this is our greatest, most serious ally that we must protect and listen to at all costs. Frankie, roll it. It never gets old, I'll tell you that much. There's Zelensky. This is our next intro song. <laughs> We're going to hit on a copyright from the Ukrainian government. No, they're fighting a war, but they have time to send us a copyright notice if we make this our yes, intro song. That, that will happen. Just like how Vogue has time to go over there and do an interview with them in the war zone, right? Guys, what? A joke. It's all theater. It's all joke. It's all spin. You're watching it. Boom, they cut. It's all choreographed. Guys, do not fall for it. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Mike Crispy Unafraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie. Oh, never guys, told. what a joke. What a joke. What a joke, guys. There you go. There you have it. You won't see slicing and dicing like this on any other show, perhaps the other amazing LFA TV shows. So guys, support every LFA TV host on this network. Go rumble this video right now. Share this stream. And if you can't listen to every episode, you guys can literally just download the podcast, okay? Apple, iTunes, Spotify, pop in Mike Crispy Unafraid, okay? And you can follow this podcast and take it with you anywhere you go if you're on the go and can't watch every single episode. The next best thing uh, behind, you know, uh, uh, watching uh, the show here on Rumble is listening to the podcast, right? So go do that, guys. We appreciate you so much. And make sure you tune into the election night coverage. It is going to be huge. You have never seen anything like it. Never in the history of the world has there been U.S. election night coverage from a source that is not based upon or beholden to any filter, okay? You heard it here first. The first live stream, cable news grade quality broadcast on election night. We call it the real results 2022. Myself, Jeremy Harrell, all the LFA TV hosts, okay, and so many amazing guests from around the country. It is going to be, as Trump says, huge. So do not miss that. Frankie, am I missing anything? I don't think so. I'm just really hyped for that. I'm, I'm really hyped too, guys. It is going to be really incredible here. It is going to be really incredible. We have a great guest coming up here um, and a great segment on a... Uh, a uh, land that I knew very well in New Jersey, but guys, this has national implications. So we're going to uh, we bring... We got in here. All right, we're going to bring it back in. All right, are you ready to go, Frankie? Ready to rock. All right. We are on in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this Thursday, October 27th with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, we are talking in this show about the fact that our country right now, all these optics, all these things you see, climate change, this and that. When we give an inch to the left, we validate their lies. We validate their lies. Okay. And it makes me sick. When I see so-called Republicans around the country that are looked at as national leaders in some respect, glorifying the psyops that are being perpetrated on the left. I want to take you guys to New Jersey now, okay, where everybody was really happy about this guy named Jack Cittarelli who was running for governor and he lost by 80,000 votes. And everyone said, oh, Jack Cittarelli's a hero. He lost by 80,000 votes in a place like New Jersey, guys. Oh, my goodness. He's the hero. The same time Glenn Youngkin won his race in a very similar demographic state, Virginia, right? And now we see the election going on in New York where Lee 
Zeldin can literally beat Kathy Hochul. The polls are neck and neck. And Lee Zeldin hasn't capitulated to the left. He hasn't capitulated to them one bit. But guys, Jack Titarelli, who everyone around the country is saying, oh, he needs to run again. He needs to run again because they don't really understand New Jersey politics, nor are they waking up to the fact that you have to be bold and, authentic, and sorry, authentic in order to get anywhere. You have to be authentic. But this, guys, is not authentic. This is virtue signaling garbage. Is this the standard bearer of any state? We have learned from the Lee Zeldin race and the Glenn Youngkin race that you don't have to capitulate like this. Anybody who does is a uniparty hack. This is the losing strategy. This is the strategy of yesterday, okay? The strategy of today is Carrie Lake, Doug Mastriano, Lee Zeldin, Glenn Youngkin. That's the strategy. Republicans like this need to be tossed out of their state GOPs. Frankie, throw that back on the screen here. Jack Cittarelli, okay, says, in looking back on his 2021 campaign, why did he lose? Oh, my team was too white. My team was too white, okay? He said, quite frankly, there's no better way to put it. My team was too white said Jack Titarelli. Republican Jack Titarelli, who narrowly lost in the 2021 governor's race to Governor Phil Murphy, said his election efforts were hampered by a lack of racial diversity. Yes, of course, not the most qualified person for the job. But checking the boxes, the affirmative action hires in Republican gubernatorial campaigns. Guys, if he's saying that, What's he going to say when it's time to raise taxes? What's he going to say when it's time to acknowledge climate change? We've exposed it, right, for what it is, and the money launder. What is he going to say? Guys, that is feckless cowardice because we are fighting real battles. And instead of saying crap like that, you know what Republicans should say in a state like New Jersey? You know what they should say? Frankie, throw the sunscreen here. They should say that something like this is utter bullshit, okay? They need to fight for our parents, not fight to appease the BLM mob and bend the knee to BLM like Jack Cittarelli is doing. No, New Jersey school board lawyer says parents cannot dictate what their children are taught. Think about that, guys. The radical left is so emboldened in these states because weak Republican standard bearers like Cittarelli are at the forefront that they feel like they can literally get up there and say, no, Republicans don't, uh, sorry, that parents don't have a right to know what their kids are being taught. They don't have a right to know and they don't have a right to make any input on it. Yeah. And they're not worried about losing the elections or the ramifications because the Republicans won't fight back against it because somehow they'll be labeled as a racist and then they'll have to clean up for it, right? What a joke, guys. We need real strength if we are going to take back these states. And joining me now to react, New Jersey radio host and the host of the new podcast, Common Ground, Bill Spadia joins me. Bill, how you doing, sir? You know, just want to get your take on what's going on. I mean, we're talking about these school boards here. We need Republicans and common sense conservatives to fight back. That story we showed with the school board lawyer saying parents don't have a right to opine on their children's subject matter. What say you? Well, it's outrageous. It's an affront to parents everywhere. And and truthfully, it's a losing strategy that for some reason the Democrats have taken up across the country. And that's why they are losing in poll after poll. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout on Election Day. You know, you look at a comment like that and take it back to the 2021 election in Virginia. Glenn Youngkin yeah. becomes the governor because he runs on parental rights and he was able to tap into the anger and frustration that parents are feeling, saying, why are the schools so far away from us? Why are the teachers unions and some of these bureaucrats uh, you know, in the superintendent's office, in the principal's office, and on the boards of education trying to drive a wedge between parents and their children? It's not good policy, it's, it's dangerous, and I'll tell you something, it's wrecking a lot of these kids. It has set education back years, and parents are rising up. We're seeing hundreds of candidates across yeah. New Jersey standing up saying, we're done with this. We're going to take our school back. Yeah. And you would think, again, like you would think that if Democrats were running on a, you know, wholesome platform, like they cared, they would look at the Yunkin race. They would see that Terry McAuliffe was a shill, right? For the, for the teacher union, all that. And that people in the middle would say, all right, maybe we should take, take care of this. But Democrats are obviously banking on their, you know, institutional power in these states like New Jersey to continue to win. And they're also banking on Bill I think weak Republicans who will not fight back against it. Now, a lot of people were talking about, and this made national headlines, uh, Jack Cittarelli, and people were coming to me as a New Jersey guy, and they're saying, oh, they, uh, this guy almost won the election. He almost won the election. And it is news today that this, de this Republican, that people say, oh, he almost won. It's great. You know, Jack Cittarelli uh, almost did the impossible, right? 
And he put out a thing today that said his biggest problem in his last election cycle was that he didn't have enough diversity on his team. His team was too white. So it's like, what are these virtue signaling Republicans, this mushy strategy? Then you see a guy like Lee Zeldin, who's unabashed conservative. Which is the right strategy, Bill? You got Jack doing this. You got Lee Zeldin, who's running in the conservative lane. You know, what's going on with guys like that? Why do they do that? But Carrie Lake, Doug Mastriano, you're, you're seeing this across the board. You look at Ron DeSantis in his reelection campaign. When Republicans start race baiting the politics of racial identity, they lose. It's absolutely ridiculous to see Republicans going for this strategy of trying to play the race card. <laughs> Makes no sense. Actually, the comment itself is racist. I mean, to talk about how my campaign was, was too white is an outrageous affront to the people that worked on this campaign. But I will say this, Mike, 80,000 votes is not a close election. You know, we've had elections in New Jersey decided by a couple thousand votes. Uh, it's ridiculous to call it a close election. The truth is that because Jack Cittarelli was such a bad candidate, now you know why. Believes in nothing. He's deciding to virtue signal because he has no positions on the issues that reflect the real values of working and middle-class New Jerseyans. And now he's telling us he's going to run again in 2025. Uh, it's it, The guy's been a loser for a long time. It's a losing strategy. And, and you know, it's almost, it's almost sad, Mike, to be honest. Yeah. It's almost sad that when you look at the turnout, where you had 40% or less turnout compared to almost 60% turnout in Virginia, New Jersey deserved better than what the Republican Party put up in 2021. And I can tell you, in 23 for the Senate elections and in 25, we are going to do a lot better than we did in 21. You know, you, you make a great point. And I think people, you know, they got to look at kind of the inside baseball in these states. 40% turnout on a candidate that didn't spike emotion, didn't get people inspired to come out to the polls. And then in Virginia, as you pointed out, why did Glenn Youngkin win that race? Why did Jack Cittarelli in New Jersey lose that race? And it was enthusiasm. You know, President Trump, they always said, oh, he needs to modify his positions because he's too extreme in this. But he won in 2016 when the election was legit because he inspired the masses. I think Lee Zeldin is doing the same thing, Bill. So what do you make, you know, candidates like Mastriano, candidates like Kerry Lake, you mentioned them. Just talk about the movement with these governor candidates, because I think for the first time we've ever seen this, Bill, is that good candidates, right, in these states, which are considered purple, right, swing states where it can go either way, that they're running on their convictions. And the polling is showing that if you do that and you don't try to be this wishy-washy play to the middle, that if you do that, you actually do better. So just speak to the, the phenomenon in both Pennsylvania and uh, Arizona. Being sincere, and it's about talking about common sense, practical politics. You know, we don't have to go back to the Republican platform and check all the boxes. We don't have to talk about issues that that people don't care about. Let me tell you what they care about. They care about the fact they go to the grocery store and it's a hundred dollars more than it was a year and a half ago. They care about going to the gas pump and it's a hundred bucks to fill their tank. They care about the facts that their, their their taxes are out of control. States like New Jersey are deep, deep, deep in debt, and they're. There's no end in sight. They care about the fact that you've got politicians driving a wedge between parents and kids, and it is increasingly harder for average, hardworking people to afford to live a decent life. They can't afford to retire here. They can't afford to buy a house and raise a family. But there's a bigger issue, Mike, and that is our streets have become less safe. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about mean tweets and, and a couple of uh, aggravating things maybe that Donald Trump said. Guess what? The Democratic policies have released criminal aliens, criminal aliens, people that are accused of things like uh, being child predators, rape, etc., because states like New Jersey do not honor federal detainer orders for these illegals who have been accused of some pretty heinous crimes. You add to that the release of, of thousands and thousands of prisoners and then this misguided bail reform, we are not enforcing the law. And then you've got governors and attorney generals scratching their heads saying, I can't believe crime is up. I can't believe drug abuse and overdoses are up. Well, sure, you, you have created a very dangerous situation in our communities. That's why Doug Mastriano is doing well. That's why Carrie Lake is doing well. That's why I believe Zeldin is going to beat Hochul. And that's why Jack Cittarelli and Bob Hugan and the rest of the, the cabal in the elite ranks of the Republican Party in New Jersey failed miserably. I'll leave you with this thought, Mike. We saw it at the local level in 2021. School board candidates, assembly candidates, Senate candidates running 
stronger than the top of the ticket. The reality is if you talk about kitchen table issues, things that people care about, working class, middle class, let me run my business, raise my family, and maybe steal a couple of hours on a weekend to relax and just get government out of my way, people are going to support you. They're tired of the rhetoric. They're tired of the extremes. They want practical, common sense courageous leaders in government to get us out of this mess. Uh, Bill, you you could have said it better. And, you know, something I think very interestingly is these debates are going on. You know, I'm seeing these candidates debating in in these elections like D plus four, D plus five. And the Republican candidates are trying to capitulate and like play on the same. Well, I'm kind of pro-choice. I am pro-choice, even though I'm a Republican. Like they'll say stuff like that and they'll be mushy. But I think you and people around the country are proving that if you're going to win in these swing states, right? because every state's a swing state, when a place like New Jersey, the poll show is going to go red, you can win in these states by just being authentic and real. And I think you you show that. So last thing, Bill, where can people find your new show? Obviously, you're the top radio host in the state of New Jersey. Um, you got a new podcast coming out. Where can they go to find that? We're launching it. It's going to be Thursdays at 4.30. And the way it is, you know, I, I launched Common Sense Club, and we now have more than 90,000 members of our group. We are the fastest-growing grassroots organization in New Jersey. Common Ground with Bill Spadia launches Thursday, 4.30. You can see it today. Go to the website billspadia.com and there's a link for streaming and you can sign up for the show and what we're doing is we're sending out a link it's going to stream live on rumble but uh, you got to sign up on rsvp and get that link so we're really excited about the amazing show. bill and then hopefully just maybe just maybe i think this guy would make a good governor of new jersey frankie what do you think i guess we'll wait and see about that I bill spadia agree. bill spadia thank you sir we'll have you back on thanks for joining us thank you mike all right we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with more mike crispy unafraid do not go anywhere all right, Frankie. All right, Bill, Bill Spady, a great guy. Guys, I'm a fan uh, of him. A gr- he's, a, he's a great friend of mine off the air, biggest radio host in New Jersey. Guys like that can win governor mansions in New Jersey, okay? Just like Lee Zeldin, right? He is the Lee Zeldin of New Jersey. Guys like that can do it, okay? So everybody heard about that uh, New Jersey governor election. Don't fall for it, guys. We do not need to cede ground and let liberal Republicans come up in these states, right? We don't need to do it. And I'm in New Jersey, so, you know, full disclosure. Um, you know, I, I might have I might have a hand in what's going on there a little bit, right? It, it really is incredible. Um, and you guys are incredible. You guys are so incredible. Guys, let's have a fourth day in a row, a record day. We're having a record week here on Mike Crispy Unafraid. Make sure you rumble this video, share this stream, follow yours truly on social media, follow producer Frankie on social media, just pop in my name on any platform I show up, take this stream URL and share it on your pages. Get 100 shares. We're going to get over 1,000 rumbles a show, and I want to get up to 1,000 live viewers concurrently. We're very close to doing that. Our, our, our lowest has raised. We're raising the bar, and now at the end of every show, I feel like we're getting you know over 550-ish rumbles every time. So, guys, let's do it again. Rumble this video. We don't have time to always pop up the live chat, but tomorrow we will do that. So really appreciate you guys. Very grateful for it. And, guys, make sure you check out Anna Perez's show, Wrong Think, right after this. Make sure you rumble that video, too. And... And I want to thank another sponsor of our show today, MyPatriotCigars.com. Guys, Patriot Cigar Company, it is the perfect gift for any occasion. As the holidays are coming up, do you know a freedom-loving patriot who enjoys a good smoke? Perfect gift for any occasion, whether it be a birthday, got Christmas coming up, Thanksgiving, you want to smoke a couple. We got election night when we take back the house, celebrating that. Alpha male, red meat, shooting guns, cigars, right guys? Protein. And drinking some whiskey. All right, there you go. Real men in your life. Everyone enjoys a good cigar every now and again. I smoke them at the end of every week. Go get the sampler pack on the website for the man or woman, I guess, who you love. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code CRISPY, 15% off. Do not forget it. Great product. You support them. It really supports the show um, and supports the great patriots who who uh, put that company on. They are great people, guys. You guys are great people. And make sure, uh, one more plug for this today, election night coverage, guys. The Real Results 2022. Anchor by yours truly and Jeremy Harrell. Producer Frankie is working so hard on it, guys. Producer Frankie is so good with this production stuff, if you can't already tell. And he has been licking his chops, waiting for an opportunity like this to do live coverage at this magnitude. So he is gearing up. He is raring to go. It is going to be something unlike you've ever seen before. Guys, Newsmax is bought out, okay? You look at the other ones. They're on Dish Network, okay? Who's Dish Network behold? into, right? Look what happened OAN. They canceled, zapped them off. They can't afford to pay the bills. They're hiring 16-year-olds as their anchors, okay? 
Fox News, obviously they're calling Arizona only one place where you can get real coverage, the real results, 2022, brought to you by LFA TV and Rumble and Getter, real, unchanged streaming, all the biggest names joining us live on the air, and all the LFA TV hosts. It is going to be absurdly good. I can't wait, Frankie. All right, let's, yeah. let's roll back into it. All righty, we are on in five, four, three, two. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this Thursday, October 27th. And guys, you know, this has been a crazy episode where we have exposed propaganda at all levels. We have totally debunked the fake news of climate change, giving you clips back from the 60s to prove it. No other show will do that. It's really incredible. Um, and then we have carried on and show you everything else that they do, controlling the media narrative, controlling the things about vaccines. It is so absurd. But something else that keeps us free and one of the other fundamental things that we cannot give an inch on, right? It's medical freedom, right? It's all these things that keep us free. But one of the most important things that keeps us free, I always say you don't have any other amendment in the Constitution without the Second Amendment. And what just happened in Canada? Okay, what just happened? Oh, they banned the sale of handguns. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a public health emergency, right? No guns in Canada right now because Trudeau, Trudeau snapped his fingers and did that. Thank God we have the Second Amendment. Otherwise, you better believe you would have nothing to protect yourself. You would have nothing. And, you know, right now, guys, right now, um, Frankie, what, what's the, uh, uh, pop this up on the, on the screen here. Um, we're going to, uh, put this on the screen. I, we got the, uh, Alex Jones thing here. Yeah. All right. Frankie's going to pop this on the screen here. What's going on here with Alex Jones? Because you guys saw this headline here where the Sandy Hook families are now going after Alex Jones for $2.75 trillion to punish him for evil conduct. Trillion dollars. Might as well do a bajillion dollars, guys. This is fake. This is phony, okay? You know what this is? This is the real people who are stepping over the bodies and using dead children as a prop are the people behind the scenes who are pulling these parents' strings, having them do stunts like this. They're not going to get $2.75 trillion. This is the New World Order liberals using these parents as props to take it out on Alex Jones and say $2.75 trillion if you speak out against our agenda. It has nothing to do with real children. It has nothing to do with anything. It has to do with the New World Order and these people punishing Alex Jones for everything else he's unearthed, okay? And that's why I say these people are the worst, because the people behind this $2.75 trillion stunt are the ones that are knowingly calculating and saying we can virtue signal and pull in the heartstrings of people in the name of dead children to silence people who want to speak out about other things because they're not going after Alex Jones because of Sandy Hook because he's apologized for it time and time again. And you know what else I don't like? Okay, you take a tragedy like Sandy Hook and you manipulate it now to go after gun owners, okay? Because let me tell you something. If there was a person in Sandy Hook that had guts, that had balls, that was armed, he could have shot and killed this demented freak and ended it before anybody died. But it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. Gun-free zones are the softest targets for mass shooters. It's a fact. It is a fact. You know where there's never mass shootings, Frankie? NRA events, okay? Because when people are armed, they can literally kill a spineless little squid coward who is carrying out a mass casualty event in the name of mental illness. But guys, they're not interested in having that conversation. No, they want to take guns away from law-abiding gun owners. Because they want to be able to usher in control and do what they do in Canada where they pummel the citizens. So look at these people again. The liberals behind the scenes politicizing dead children. This is a new ad that came out. Frankie, what's the group called? Sandy Hook Promise. The Sandy Hook Promise. Listen, guys, to this. It is not, they're not mentioning mental illness. They're not mentioning anything, right, about, about having people in schools be armed to protect the children or anything like that. Nope, it's all about gun violence. Listen to the way, what they do. This makes me sick. I saw this ad on YouTube. Frankie, roll it. My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> hey. 
and I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. It's back to school time, and you know what that means. Roll it for you. School shootings are preventable when you know the signs. Sandy Hook promise. Guys, that is disgusting. That is so disgusting. These liberals, okay, are pushing this down our throats in the most demonic, twisted way. You do not propagandize school shootings like that and make a commercial. That is sick. You have to be a sick individual to do that, okay? Those people who make the, that Sandy Hook promise, oh yeah, they're, they want to roll back your right to have a gun. It is sick. It is demented. They are politicizing gun violence like we've never seen before, guys. It is so bad. It makes me sick, Frankie. But guys, we're just getting started on the show because we want to protect children. We want to protect real people. We want to protect gun owners. We want to protect people who understand that their country is being robbed out from under them and they're not a racist if they think that. So we are really just getting started on this show, guys. The last thing that keeps us free in this country, the last line of defense we have is the true free flowing of bold and unafraid information. And we always keep it America first. So guys, really appreciate you guys tuning into this episode. Another huge day for the show. Go to MikeCrispy.com. Remember, election night, massive coverage. You are not going to want to miss it. LFA TV, okay? We're just getting started. We will see you for an episode tomorrow on Friday. Hope you have a great day.